Good afternoon. Welcome to the channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A day that was filled with a lot of information, almost another data dump type of event in the fact that we had going on the Ag Outlook Forum. And it's still underway in Washington, D.C., but some interesting numbers that came out today. We're going to dive into what those numbers all had to say, along with a listener question that's coming with it. And we're also going to take a look at what's going on in the livestock sector, especially after those Ag Outlook numbers. Mike Zuzalo joins us. Mike is with Global Commodity Analytics. And earlier in the day, we kind of tiptoed around the tulips a little bit, shall we say, when it came to the Ag Outlook numbers. But as you look at them now and the markets have closed, what's your takeaway from this data dump today? I think my takeaway overall and overarching, Susan, is is that we had the best numbers from a supply-demand standpoint and therefore a price recovery standpoint. Uh, in the wheat complex, in my opinion, led by a lower acreage base by about a half a million acres planted versus what the trade was thinking, um, and a carryout increase of only about 50, 51 million bushels compared to our current carryover levels. Um, and, and I think most of all, in terms of the more friendly aspect of the wheat complex, touching on, again, what we had talked about at midday, um, USDA has come out with an average price for wheat at $6. That's going to be mostly soft red wheat uh, in terms of what that average price means. Um, so if you take an Alney, Illinois, Central Illinois soft red wheat price at 50 cents under for new crop, you blend that with a Northwest Ohio uh, near Lake Erie and Toledo soft red wheat hub new crop um, basis of, of 40 to 45 under you're, you're talking about being about 515 to 525 in cash new crop soft red wheat right here right now against USDA six dollar average price and so I the first ag outlook meeting I went to was back in 1998 or 1999 and one of the first things that I was taught in the ag economist mindset is where are we in futures prices and new crop cash prices compared to this brand new information that USDA comes out and gives us. And I still think that's very pertinent. I think it's especially pertinent to the producer, Um, but you can see that today's market, it's not as pertinent in terms of immediate reaction. And I think that this really highlights and puts a, a big fat lens on the funds versus the fundamentals Uh, when it comes to how we trade and how the funds and the algorithmic traders can really amplify and magnify price action and trend um, doesn't mean those supply-demand fundamentals don't matter, though, at some point down the road. So as you look at at the numbers, you've had the entire day to kind of digest them. Did the markets, by the end of the day, trade kind of like you thought they would? No, I I really felt like that the, the wheat market, especially with a... 2% 2% higher crude oil market and a dollar that had broken about a half a percent um, because the trade is starting to worry more about the U.S. economy when it comes to the currencies. They're starting to worry more about the Middle East. Both of those things, I think, are right on the money. Um, and, and because of those shifts in the macro side of the equation, I thought maybe the wheat market would pick up a bid, but instead we actually drove into new lows uh, in the wheat complex led by the soft red wheat, which at March soft red wheat losing 20 cents plus or minus on the day. 
And so that low today of 565 and a quarter in soft red wheat gets you down to the November low for March wheat of 557 and a quarter. Um, still puts you about 50 plus cents away from the lead month low of 527 and a half. But be that as it may, I was thinking that the wheat would probably close closer to steady on the day with the corn and the beans maybe fighting to get above water um, and, and above ground just because the South American weather doesn't seem to be a reason to try and uh, find any buying, any reason to buy and, and a, a big reason to cover any shorts at this point. So we had a listener question. Obviously, when, when beans went below $12 in the trade yesterday, now we're skirting, you know, it's 11.62 on the nearbys, but September's at 11.47. It's 11.40 for November new crop. They're wondering, Mike, is it going to go below 11 you know, that's a great question because I really think with the way the USDA did their acreage base today, and I'm in agreement with them, I, I think that the margins are being squeezed. We saw some John Deere uh, uh, updates on their earnings, and they're looking at softer big iron sales. I, I think we're going to hear a lot coming out of the Louisville Farm Show in terms of whether there was much uh, done or whether it was just mostly guys keeping their hands in their pockets. Um, the acreage base is leaning towards soybeans because of margins, cost of production, and, and obviously that bean corn ratio. So I like what USDA did today. So having said that, Susan, I think there's three things that we really have to have going for us in the soybeans and kind of have to be running on all eight cylinders. Number one, first and foremost, is China and the pork complex. I, I don't think soybeans can remain at these elevated prices um, if we have not gotten um, a a shorter crop and a tighter supply, which is our number two factor out of South America. And it looks like the weather is indeed coming around in South America. So without China, uh, without South America, it's going to be extremely difficult, I think, to hold these kind of price levels if we really do go over a 400 million bushel carryover uh, in new crop beans, which USDA put us today at 435 million bushels. That would be up 38 percent, almost almost 50% increase from where we stand right now. Uh, the third factor is that sustainable aviation fuel. And USDA did talk about that and write about it today. They did show about a billion pound uh, increase in that soybean oil in that category. So it is starting to take hold. But I think that's another recession um, sensitive topic is if you don't fly enough planes, you're not going to consume as much jet fuel. All right, well, stick around, folks. More is coming up. It is the Channel Final Bell. On the Rural Radio Network. Product placement is something we're proud of at the Enhanced Channel Seed brand. Here's Channel Seed Pro Grant Bailey from Norton, Kansas. You get down to the small areas, you know, of, of where these products need to be placed and picked, and, and I feel like that's been a very strong point of channel is we have a good group of leadership that chooses the right products for the right area, not just a broad one-size-fits-all. Rise to the challenge this season with the Enhanced Channel Seed brand. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Our conversation continues with Mike Zuzalo. Mike, of course, is with Global Commodity Analytics. So let's talk about the average prices that you're seeing for corn, beans, and wheat right now as we move forward. Yeah, the wheat we pretty much discussed. I, I think there's a lot of disconnect still between soft red and hard red. We still have that soft red march at 565, hard red march at 576. So 
we did start to build a little bit more premium. Earlier this week, though, Susan, the soft red was actually premium, the hard red by three to five cents. So that's a dynamic to really keep your eye on because it's very odd to see the soft red take a premium uh, move like that without the funds wanting to buy into the soft red weed. And that's kind of what happened when Russia invaded Ukraine and we had that big spike in prices. It seemed like spring wheat and, and soft red really led the show and hard red kind of followed. As far as corn, we'll go through the same situation in, in beans with where we're at now versus what the USDA is projecting. Uh, a central Illinois corn price right now is about a 35 cent basis uh, for October, November delivery. So you're talking about a 420 roughly cash price against a 440 USDA average cash price put out this morning on a 2.5 plus billion bushel carryover. That <clears throat> billion bushel carryover being so large, even with reduced acres, didn't didn't bring down the bushels because USDA went to their trend line yield model and said it's going to be 181 plus. And, you know, we just had a record 177.3. It's going to be extremely hard to get a 181 yield. And so if we would tap that yield number back to what we did this past year, you could wipe off 300 plus million bushels and we'd be right back to a 2.2 billion bushel carryover. So to me, this corn balance sheet today really puts into focus the planting progress numbers. Um, not so much the turn from El Nino to La Nina in a hot, dry summer. I'm really more concerned about the acreage base as we go into uh, our crop uh, planting season. Uh, as far as beans, central Illinois soybeans running about 40, 45 under. We're deeper in the red than that here in Kansas and Nebraska, but USDA tends to use the central part of the country and the river system. So we're talking about just around $11 in new crop bean prices uh, on a cash basis. Notice that difference, 420 versus $11. I think that's going to be a lot more appealing to the producer to cut expenses and go after soybeans at this stage of the game. And I think USDA picked up on that, as I said earlier. So $11 cash bean price right now compared to USDA's 1120 price, we're a lot closer to USDA's numbers um, than we than we are in corn and especially in wheat. So I'm really on point to get some new crop beans hedged if we can't see a real turnaround as China comes back from their holiday uh, this upcoming weekend. All right, let's switch the gears and head to the livestock. They also were part of those ag outlook numbers this morning. Yeah, and a really good solid number bunch of numbers, I think, and, and baseline numbers uh, for 2024, the red meat and poultry, even though with the declining beef numbers, we're probably going to be up a little bit this year versus last. USDA's pagan red meat and poultry production on a commercial basis at about 107 billion pounds. Um, interesting to note, we're going to be down 3% in commercial beef. I, I think that's a valid number, especially with the big drop in weights we saw this past week. It actually could be a little bit more if we keep that trend up. Uh, pork's going to be up about 2%. So notice another thing here domestically, and we saw it in the export sales today with this terrific almost 72,000 tons of pork exports and China being the number two buyer. Um, pork's going to play, as we talked about, I think, a very strong uh, a role in what the cattle prices are going to be in 2024. You have a good pork market, you're going to have a better cattle market and vice versa. Um, 24 beef imports, they're looking at a record high. I agree with that unless we can break that dollar back. Um, 24 pork imports um, up about 5%, about 1.2 billion pounds. I would agree with that as well unless we break that dollar back. So uh, pork, dollar, um, 
stock market. Those are probably our three top features for the livestock sector, in my opinion, Susan. And so much of it's going to be market moving, too, depending on how this cash factors in on the cattle side and, and waiting. It seems like we just every week, it seems to get pushed back farther and farther till the last minute. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And we're in that right here, right now. We, we had that big bump of $4. Now we've pulled that back a couple. I would say, though, the beef sales were positive, especially with China being the number two buyer uh, as well in that. The feeder corn ratio is very positive. After the out, Outlook meeting numbers this morning, uh, it was able to go back to August of 2015 levels. So uh, feeders on a lead month basis are 59 times the price of corn on a lead month basis. But I think most importantly, what you bring up in your in your question or in your point about the cash market is um, the hog market. We've got February hogs now off the board. April took over $85 against the $75 um, uh, uh, CME uh, cash index. Uh, so we really need to do some dancing in terms of cash hog markets. And, and this would be the seasonal to do it. All right. Best way for folks to get a hold of you? globalcomresearch.com it's globalcom with two m's research.com take a look at our website sign up for a trial free of charge and uh, we'll send you our information all right that is today's channel final bell right here on the rural radio network